Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Internet's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk, and we've got an awesome show for you today. First off, are women better surgeons than men? There's a study out that says that that might be true. Next, the health benefits of pets. And lastly, we're going to talk about Kathy Griffin's lip tattoo, and that's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer, Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. And with me, as always, is the wonderful Sarah. Hi. Looking very good in yellow today. I love that. Thanks. In the box, we got Trelvis. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How about yourself? Doing good. Hanging in there. Really good. Man. Yeah. Really good. Can't well, it. It's actually been a hard week. I, I'm very sad to report we lost a, a family member last night we lost one of our pets which was oh, no. really trying yeah we had adopted a kitten um that we had found on our property so we live out in the country more or less in the country and we get stray cats you know occasionally and and generally they're like wild animals you know right. you, you can't even get I near them do you mm -hmm. so I, it was about two or three weeks ago we noticed this little just tiny kitten and it was kind of coming around you know it wasn't running from us and um so the dogs found it one day. And so, you know, we have those giant Dobermans, like they're huge mm -hmm. and they, they had it and they were barking at it and it was just sitting there, just like not really kind of perturbed by them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cat, you know, you got my respect. And so yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to capture this kitten. So we captured it and it was just like, it was really malnourished. I mean, yeah. it weighed, I think it weighed like just over a pound. Um, and so we're like, well, we didn't want to get attached to it, you know, cause like, you know, it may not, may not make it. And so we started feeding it and like, it actually perked up a lot and was gaining weight and looking good. And, um, we we're like, oh, well, it's gonna, you know, gonna do all right. We named him Captain Frank after this boat captain we know. And so Captain <laughs> Frank was our little kitten and he was like cool with the dogs. And anyway, so like Wednesday night I went home and yeah, he wasn't doing very well. He was breathing really hard. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh man, that's not good. Cause I, we had a cat in the past that started breathing heavy and end up, you know, being something that they didn't survive from. And so we, you know, we went through this whole saga. I took him to the emergency animal hospital cause it was at night. Right. And I was like, I'll never forgive myself if I don't take him in and the cat mm -hmm. dies. So I took him in and, and you know how vets are. They like run a bunch of tests and like, well, it might be this, it might be that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do we do? And like, well, we'll just, you know, support him. And so then the next morning I took him from the hospital to our normal vet and they ran some stuff and he really started perking up a little bit yesterday. And so we took him home and then he started like doing bad again. And then he ended up dying last night. And yeah, it was like Sadsville at our house. Like we were pretty wrecked about it, but so yeah, it's been kind of a trying week, you know, from that, but you know, I guess it is what it is, man. It's life and yeah. pets. I mean, that's the bad thing about pets is, you know, you get attached, even if you don't have them for a short time, like you get so attached to them. Yeah. That can be hard. So you guys have pets? Do you, you yes, have a dog, I right? I have two dogs and I'm like, speaking of like death, I, this morning, I will, your dog? My dog? No, not my dogs. My dogs didn't do anything. Is my my oh. dog Musa killed a raccoon? A raccoon? Yeah. That's a big it animal. Was a large what kind of dog raccoon. is it? What kind of dogs do you have? Anatolian Shepherd and a Blue Healer. Oh, so okay. my Anatolian Shepherd just stays outside 
Okay, it's now it's outdoor dog. Pretty much all the time. Uh, I try to get him to come inside sometimes. Really? He, he prefers won't. it outside? He like does not like it. He loves to be outside. The only time he'll come inside is when it's like really cold. Really? Yeah. That's but yeah, he killed a raccoon. I'm surprised he didn't like eat it. He just killed. It was like invading the perimeter. So yeah. he, he went after it, huh? Like I was dry like I kept noticing like when I was taking Avery to school this morning, he kept like like looking like over Yeah, looking where, guilty or looking Not at, like he was it was almost like he was just like there's something over there. Yeah. Like he was like telling me there was something over there. <laughs> yeah. And there was just this like I brought you a present this, mom. This like adult raccoon wow. like just there. And I felt like I was just like Was it like all chewed up or No. I noticed Musa had done something because he had these little like, like it was it was like blood, but like little oh marks, God. little marks on his head, and I was like, those look like little raccoon, like really, oh yeah. My I was gosh. like, oh, that looks like a raccoon. So it was like a battle. And then he had, and he had a little uh, Wait, scratch did he have his on his nose. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, so he had like a little yeah. scratch on his nose, and I was like, what did you do? That's funny, you know. Like our Dobermans, well, they're big. They're really big dogs, but they. They generally don't kill stuff. Like they'll corner things. Like and they yeah. say. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Musa, if, if Musa would have saw a, that cat, gone. He killed it. Yeah. 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 Our dogs don't do that. They usually will bark and alert you. That one time I, they were raising hell, and I went out there and they'd cornered a frog. And I'm oh. like, okay, thank you, dogs, Musa for likes alerting to me play to the with frogs. Huh? He'll he'll tap the frog with his nose and watch <laughs> it hop. He's like a hunter, man. Are those hunting dogs? Um, they're protectors. Yeah. They like are. So don't I'm, don't I, touch my yard. I looked up the Anatolian uh, shepherd. Yeah, because I, I didn't I didn't know what they looked. Yeah, like. I don't know I what that is. It. What does it look it like? Is, it is a big dog. Like, how big is he? He's a big like dog. ninety pounds. Okay, yeah, he's the runt of his family. Too. Was he? Yeah, he's from Afghanistan. Oh, I, my, whenever I, my ex husband and I rescued him. Yeah, yeah. Travis, you got. You got dogs? I don't. I don't. No. I did have a dog, um, but my ex took it when we broke up. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. It That's was a, a uh, it was a, a schnauzer. I think is what it was. Man, I love that dog. You have to get another one one day. It's I hard know. having a dog when you live by yourself, though. I bet. Yeah, dogs require a lot of time and attention, yeah. and I, I don't want it to be like at the house by itself. Right. Yeah. I yeah. know. Totally. Totally. So. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna talk about dogs and other animals in just a minute because yeah. I've this you know sometimes things that happen in my life some or spawn these segments and so yeah. we're going to talk about pets and how they can affect our health but first off i do have a pretty interesting study to talk about and this actually is related to me well sort of it it's a study about are women better surgeons than men oh, wow. and uh you know it's an interesting topic uh because i do think that it's you know it's obvious that men and women do have some different personality traits and so you know are there certain personality traits that would make you know, women better doctors or better surgeons. And, and this is something that has been looked at, you know, in the past and, and really historically has been like, yeah, it's just, you know, everyone's more or less the same. Uh, but a new study came out just recently. It's a study out of Canada, which is uh, interesting. We'll talk about that. That was looking at the differences in outcomes between male and female surgeons. Yeah. And so it had like 1.1 million patients and 90% and of them had been operated on men and 10% had been operated on women, which actually that's kind of important because it, the, the groups are pretty different. And it looked at the death and the complication rate at 90 days in the year and, and the females had an edge. Like, and, and, and I tried to actually look at the metrics of the study and I couldn't pull, I, I had to like buy the study the, where it was posted. I couldn't look at the whole thing, which mm -hmm. I would have liked to seen how, how much detail they went into as far as trying to make everything, you know, equal. Yeah, like if like the surgeries were high risk or not. Right, yeah. And, and it did say that it, it tried to equalize for those sort of things. Um, there are some things that I think 
may, it may not have that I'll, I'll talk about. And so, you know, and the first question that pops up, you know, is this real? Like, is, because a lot of times studies will come out that suggest one thing or the other, and, you know, it, it doesn't say, you know, this is, this is a truth. It says the study suggests that yeah. X, Y, Z. Um, so the first question is, this is real, and um, I kind of believe it's not, and I'll kind of go into that, and, because I guess the next question would be, okay, if it's real, why? Yeah. How, why is it that, that one gender would have a better outcome in surgery? And so I think, okay, well, what, you know, what makes a good surgeon? You know, well, intelligence, for sure. I mean, yeah. you can't have people who are not really intelligent being surgeons. Uh, manual dexterity. You know, I mean, because surgery is a lot of manual dexterity, mm -hmm. um, which generally men get the edge on that. But it, it seems that women, once they get trained, it's like video games, right? H historically, men are better at video games. But if you train a woman up, they, they're equal. Yeah. Uh, attention to detail. Um, and that one's more or less the same confidence. Uh, the one thing I do think women do have an edge in, this has been pretty uh, demonstrated, is women are better listeners. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, okay, well, could that play a part in it? It's, it's very possible um, that I think for certain specialties, for sure, being a better listener can eliminate risk of misdiagnosis. And we talked about that when we talked about how women oftentimes will uh, get misdiagnosed more than men from, yeah. from the patient aspect. Um, hmm. But so I, I wanted to compare it to some other studies. There was a previous study out of Canada. I don't know why Canada is oh, the one that's always pulling in about five years ago that showed that suggested the same thing. And then I looked back, so I, historically I had looked at this topic previously for something and historically the answer has been no, there's no difference. So there's two big studies out of, one's out of Japan and one's out of USA. And I'm just gonna post these if anybody wants to look them up. This is the one out of Japan uh, from the British Medical Journal. That one's from 2022, that's pretty recent. There's another one that's a little bit further back that's from the USA. Uh, that's a really big one. Um, that one's pretty interesting because that one showed that although the sex of the surgeon didn't make a difference in outcomes, the age did. Older surgeons tend to do better, which obviously that to me kind of makes sense. The more, yeah. you know, the more practice, yeah, the more practice you do, um, that you're going to have better outcomes. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, looking at this, uh, I, I feel like it probably does boil down to the things like you're talking about, like what exactly are they looking at? Because there does be a tendency for women physicians to pare their practices down a bit. Now that's not across the board, but it is a generalization that does carry some weight that, you know, female practitioners will tend to maybe not do as uh, much as the men. And so it might weigh into like the patients that they see. Um, so I, I think probably it has something to do with that. It could have something to do with training. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that there's only 10% women uh, in Canada could potentially cause women to have better training because programs want to have a, you know, a, a diverse group of people, right? right? I mean, just like, just like anything. And so when there's less applicants for, for say surgery, they do tend to get better spots, right? Because they're like, oh, if there's, you know, only one out of 10 applicants are, are women, then programs are going to want to take them. And so yeah. it, it could be that they're, that just the women in Canada are better trained. You know, when you compare them to the large group of men surgeons, that would include both good training, bad training. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's a possibility. I, I do kind of believe that probably it boils down to that, unless I could think of a reason why that, that, that it would be accurate, you know? I mean, if every study said why that- Why did they do that study in the first place? I mean, uh, honestly, probably for headlines. I mean, you know how okay. it is these days, like yeah. something like that's gonna be, I mean, it's like blowing up on social media, like, oh, yeah. women are better, you know, surgeons. And, 
you know, and like, it makes... was there like a concern about it? I mean, like, yeah, right. So I, I think probably I'm like, because it was from the it was from that first Canadian that. study, which showed something similar. This one I think looked at longer metrics. I think the first one was looking at what's the 30-day mortality rate for men versus women surgeons, and women had the edge in that one too. And so I, it's I, I think it's the same. Hospital they like, group. Were they like doing like heart surgery, brain surgery? So they like, were, were they, like, they were trying to equalize that. And that's why I wish I'd actually gotten a hold of the study. Because I like to look at studies and pick them apart and be like, okay. Because when you do that, and that was the thing that we did when we were in training, we did what's called journal club. And so in journal club, one of our favorite things to do is to actually take a study and dissect it and say, okay, is there, is there areas of this that, that don't pan out? Because I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but I mean, a lot of people that do these these studies, it's not like the big famous doctors do. I mean, usually it's like the people, I mean, I did studies when I was a resident. I didn't know any, I was doing studies on molecular research. I mean, uh, I'm not like a molecular biologist, you yeah. know, I was just basically doing what people were telling me to. And that does happen where, you know, people do these studies. So it's like, you do have to kind of check and make sure that they're legit. And that, sure. that, 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 that the outcomes are expected because this is an unexpected outcome to me. I mean, I would think that, you know, uh, given equal training and doing equal cases, you'd think the outcomes would be similar. Yeah. So if it's not, it's like, why is that? So I don't know, I'm sure that some more studies will probably come out that try to figure that out, but I don't know if they'll pan out and say the same thing, but yeah. it's interesting. I, I do think that there are specialties where women would have an edge and I, you know, ones where listening is such like a huge component, um, which in surgery, it, I mean, it's always important to listen to your patients. Uh, but like, you know, when it comes down to a complication. I mean, that's going to be, you know, how sick is the patient? When did you take him to surgery? You know, how good a job you can do? And generally that should be equal. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. I mean, it makes good headlines and it's like, okay, why is, why is that? Why does it say that? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of like, if I was having a surgery, if I had to choose between having a female or a male. I mean, having like it. worked with tons and tons of surgeons, I mean, I can say that I've worked with amazing male surgeons. I've worked with male surgeons who weren't great. And I can say the same thing about females. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, to me personally, having worked in a lot of really big institutions and just working with a lot of different surgeons in just countless hospitals, I've never really noticed a difference, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I've had, I've had three surgeries. I mean, I guess you could count a C-section kind of a surgery. For sure, absolutely. So that was a woman. And mm -hmm. then I broke my arm in 10th grade. That was a guy that fixed my arm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my other surgery, of course, was plastic surgery. And I had the breast augmentation. Is that a man? That was a man. Man, yeah. So. Well, I mean, the chances of you having a male surgeon are yeah. higher because men for dominate sure. the field of surgery. Yeah, uh, sure. The candidate is really crazy because this one was like 90% to 10% or maybe it was like 88 to 12 or something. I mean, the number of male to female surgeons should be more on the order of like 20 to 30%, you know, which, you know, that, that's one of the things I had a question about. Why is it so tilted like that? Maybe is, they're trying, maybe they made that article to like entice women to. Oh, for sure. Well, it's certainly, I mean, certainly they're that's like, how here's, it's been. Here's some confidence girls. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, you know, all the, the female surgeons I knew where I trained and I trained a really, you know, kind of hardcore program. I mean, they were, they were all good. I, mean, I would I, think, I would think being like, if I was a, a going into like a surgery, like training for that, I would almost put more pressure on myself than a, my, a man would. It is hard like, for women. Being, like I need to prove myself more. Yeah. I, and I think that that so, does like, play out, get you past, know, get those degrees. Right. Might, actually be 
probably a little I do think that plays out. I noticed that the program that I was at, which was a very hardcore, almost malicious program that, that the women almost like overcompensated. Like I found that the women that surged at that program just became really hard. I mean, just like, and we all did, I mean, just to survive, but it was almost like they had to like do it even more yeah. just because, you know, historically there hadn't like been as many women. Like yeah. they already had that thing on their yeah. back, like you're not going to make it. So. Yeah. So they had to try extra. Yeah, that program um, at one point had <laughs> allegedly had said that a woman had, had never finished it. Now, this is like many, many years ago. And of yeah. course, you know, eventually that became not true. Yeah. But but yeah, it is interesting. I, I'd, I'd love to see, um, I'd like to see a further study that said that if they could figure out why. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I just don't think it's going to come about. I don't think they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is why. Because I just don't, I just, I personally just don't believe that that it's probably related to anything real, yeah. personally. I mean, we'll see. It's interesting to talk about. And it does make good headline. People are going to be talking about this for a while. Yeah. You know, so. I wonder right. if it'll change the amount of female surgeries, surgeons or surgeries being performed. You know, my biggest concern with surgery these days, um, and man, I, me and my colleagues talk about this a lot, is just the differences in training these days and how the trainings is not as intense, meaning they don't do as many cases. Um, man, that whole thing about like older surgeons, like, I mean, that does hold true. I mean, people came coming out like many years ago, seemed to just be more confident. Yeah. And nowadays uh, you just, you know, historically you don't see that or, or people are having to do like years more of training, um, to kind of get to that confidence level because they, because of all the restrictions on work hours and, and all that. Yeah. They did. It's funny. They did a study. Um, there was a study that, you know, about the 80 hour work week thing. Have you guys heard about that? Like the study of like, did it like, well, it's like the restriction on, that? it's oh. a restriction on, on resident physicians. So prior to like the mid two thousands, there was no restriction on how many hours a, a resident doctor could work. Mm -hmm. And so I went through training during that time. And so, I mean, there were weeks where we did 110, you know, 120 hours. And it's like, well, how do you work that much? Well, I mean, you're, you're on call, you know, day, night, day, and then you go home for like eight hours and then you come back and you repeat that process. I mean, you end up being at the hospital, you know, 110, 120 hours. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing to go through, but the, the, the one thing that is an advantage to it is that you really, really get good because you're just there so much and you're doing yeah. so many cases. Well, what happened was, is that there was a bad outcome at some hospital in New York, uh, with a patient and it wasn't surgery. I think it was ER, or maybe it was mess. I can't remember. And so the resident basically said, well, the reason that I had a bad outcome was because I was so tired. so tired. Yeah, I was so tired. And so then this like big thing popped up. We're like, okay, well, we're, we're not going to let residents work like that anymore. So they put a cap at 80 hours. Like a resident couldn't work more than 80 hours. It couldn't be at a hospital more than X amount of time. And so that they, they implemented that, which uh, that was kind of like right at the end of my surgery training. Uh, and then what happened was a study came out a few years later, which showed that the complication rate for residents didn't change. Like they implemented all these these different studies are these different restrictions and there was no change in the outcome. Yeah. And so now they're talking about decreasing it even more. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. The residencies are going to be like 20 years long. It's going to be nuts. Crazy. I know. I mean, it's just, well, it's you just, definitely don't want a tired doctor diagnosing you or yeah. I mean, uh, or performing some procedure on you. The one thing like, I will say is that, um, when you work like that and when you train like that, it's, it's just, it's similar to like in the military where they just like, beat people to death and then uh -huh. they're able to perform under stress. Yeah. You know, I, I never, ever, ever felt like I was too tired or something to do thing because you're just trained to 
work under any condition. Yeah. And that doesn't exist anymore. Like that, that has changed. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say what's better, right? Maybe I mean, go to Dr. Bootcamp. Dr. Bootcamp. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own Dr. Bootcamp. Yeah, you could you charge money for it. <laughs> I know, right? I need to. <laughs> All right. So what do you think? Would you rather have a male or female surgeon? Leave me a comment. I personally don't care. I just, I just want somebody that's good. I don't care what gender they are. Huh? I said for real. Exactly. I just want them to be good. I'll take anything you got. So, okay, let's move on. So in uh, memory of poor Captain Frank, who um, unfortunately passed last night. Kitty cat. I know. Sad little guy. Um, I wanted to do a segment and I think I got his picture up there. Uh, throw it up there. Yeah, that's Captain Aww. Frank. And then my dog. Oh, I was like, what is that big dark thing? <laughs> that's my, that's my big dog. Um, I wanted to talk about the health benefits of pets, yeah. um, which I think this is pretty common knowledge, right? I mean, yeah. did you guys know that it's actually beneficial to your health to have pets? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I've heard that before. Mental yeah. health. Yeah, I've heard physical okay. health probably too. You well, it's just, always good. You should just get a cat, Travis, because cats, mm. cats, cats are like easy. their alone time. See, and I've thought about that. I just, I'm not a cat guy. See, I'm usually not either, Travis. I mean, it was, I, I'm really surprised I got attached to this cat like I did, because I just, really? I'm just not really a big cat person either, but every once in a while. I was listening while... to a podcast, because I've known this for forever, but like, if you die, cats will like start eating you, like within oh, no. an hour. What? <laughs> yeah. What? This podcast, so I listen to What if to they have podcast, food, they'll still eat you? They'll run out, obviously. But oh, like, if they run out of food, yeah. they'll eat you. But I'm saying, we're like within an hour of them like running out of food. I thought within an hour because of you I, dying, like your cat's just like, rom, rom, rom. Yeah, like wake up. Oh, you're not awake. Let's go ahead and have a snack. Um, <laughs> no, it was like this guy, He's a he was interviewing a detective. Uh-huh. Oh, and, and so they know and, how long the people have been dead based on like, if the cats eating them. Because every time you come into somebody's house and they have an animal, it's always a cat that does it, or it's like a small, like the small dogs, like a weenie dog, or like the little, the tinier dogs that will start chewing on their. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't expect there. you to say that. I thought you were gonna say like the cat will like snuggle up to you. I did like, too. I was like, the cat's sad. the cat's gonna yeah like be sad or die too because it's no the cat eats you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a turn. I know, right? But like, like big dogs. Wow, that got dark really like quick. Like your Dobermans would like if you died, your Dobermans would wait so long before they would do that. They would be starving. Right. Literally. Starving. I don't think they would eat me. They probably eat each other, right? Or, or the cat. They might eat the cat. I don't know. But they I'm so saying. big. They might go into like the pantry or something. Yeah, they, they they'd be just—they'd call Domino's. Dude, or our something. dogs. Hey, listen, those dogs can open doors, man. It, Absolutely, it's so annoying because we we have those those doors that have the lever, and and so, yeah, they'll just like. So the the up. older one figured out that he can stand up and hit that lever and push a door open, which really sucks when you're like you know in the bathroom and they come barging in. And then the little one watched the big one and learned how to do it too. We've never had a dog do that. We've had multiple dogs. We've been in that house a long time. These are the first two dogs that figured out how I'm to open. I'm surprised Musa doesn't do that, but he's not inside enough. But that's what he does to get attention. Yeah. He'll like get his big paw and just like hit you. Oh God. What's crazy is like the dogs will see people outside and there's one door that opens out in our mm -hmm. garage and they will see people outside and they'll let themselves out to go out there. They're like, like, be right back. I'm gonna I'm go like, make sure these people aren't gonna do something Yeah, exactly, bad. right. Oh my God. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Health benefits of pets. Yeah, so there's actually been a lot of research on this and it's very well established, but I thought I'd go over the different ways that pets can be beneficial to your health. And the first thing is reduced stress. Yeah. Mm. Lots of studies show that spending time with pets decreases your cortisol level. So cortisol is a stress hormone. Mm -hmm. When you get stressed out, you got a lot of cortisol running through. And so, 
interacting with pets actually decreases your cortisol, which decreases your stress and promotes relaxation. Uh, improved mood, uh, Travis, I think you said that one, right? Makes overall improving your mood. You're, absolutely. you're absolutely right. Interacting with pets increases oxytocin, mm. which is a hormone that's associated with bonding and positive emotions. So it increases right. your mood and decreases uh, loneliness. Increased physical activity, that goes more for dogs than other pets. And that does hold true. Like I, I will walk my dog sometime or I'll run out, you know, I get out there and throw the ball with them, be running up and down, down the yard. So I can totally buy that one. Um, there's actually been studies that show that it decreases your blood pressure. Um, that's gonna be, it could be related to the exercise. This is related more to dogs than cats. So I think the exercise part plays into that. Right. Um, but also due to the decreased stress level because stress is one of those things that can uh, increase your blood pressure. Um, so if you decrease your blood pressure and you decrease your heart rate, which pets can do, that improves your heart health. Right. And so you can make actually make you live longer. Uh, enhance social interaction. People yeah, I was have, about to say. Yeah, people have pets tend to have more chances for social interaction, whether it be you and I sharing a story about mm -hmm. our pets or uh, you know taking your dog for a walk at the dog park. Um, in fact, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, somebody has an animal. I if I'm out in public, I'm like, can I pet your dog? I, I'm like, I have dog. To, I have to say, like, uh, and this actually is really uh, personal for me. Like, one of the ways that my wife and I actually started hanging out was she happened to mention that she had a cat. And at the time, I actually had a cat. Like, I, I, I don't historically like cats, but I, I trapped this cat in my fraternity house. And it was actually really, really sweet. And so I, and I felt sorry for it. So I ended up with this cat. And so when I went to med school, I, I took this cat with me. And it was nice because I lived by myself. So, you know, for all the reasons we're talking about, I know I had this like companion or whatever. And so my wife, who at the time was just this random girl in my med school class, mentioned she had a cat. And I was like, oh, I have a cat. I was like, we should have a play date for our cats, right? Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I really didn't want to have a play date for the cats, but I wanted yeah. to like, you know, hang out with her. And so <laughs> she like, for, for the longest time, she didn't believe I had a cat. Like she, she, she thought was, I was like, like, yeah, buddy. She thought I was lying. But I did have a cat and we eventually our cats became really good friends because we ended up getting married and all that but uh companionship obviously helped reduce feelings of isolation and that like i said it's good for people who live alone which yeah. uh, was good for me stress relief caring and bonding for pets gives purpose and that's especially true in challenging times so like if you have uh something big going on in your life like maybe like a separation or death in the family uh, or maybe you're having hard times at work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been shown that if you interact with a pet and you take care of a pet, that it will help you get through that much easier than if you if you don't have those interactions. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, it can boost your immune system. And so at first I thought it boosted your immune system as a adult, but it's actually boosting the immune system of kids. Um, because if it, and it's, it's not all studies that said this, but some studies suggested that if you have children and you have pets, that exposure to the animals and the hair actually desensitizes them and they have less chance to have allergies and asthma. Oh. Versus if you don't have pets yeah, and they're suddenly exposed to that. Always. And then the last one, which I thought that you would love, is it encourages mindfulness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, being present in the moment yeah. um, when, you, when you have a pet. Well, cool yeah, because dogs, dogs, you know, aren't there forever. Yeah. You know, like there they're are one day is like, um, you know, like two weeks for them, right. you know, when you think yeah. about it. I know. It's always sad, too. Like, we, it, I, my wife and I judge our, how long we've been married by, like, what set of dogs run. Like, we're literally on our third set of dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, that means we've been together forever, right? Because dogs live about 10, 10 or 12 years. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's so hard, you know, when they, when they pass, yeah. you know. My That's, dogs are 11 and 12. Oh, are they? Yeah. So they're up there. We have one left that's older. We have a, uh, a, a deaf dog. We call her Helen Keller. <laughs> um, and she's 12, I think she's 12 years old, 
Um, yeah. She was what like. What kind of dog is she? She's an Australian Shepherd mix. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's 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 a sweet dog, but she's getting up there. She's it's funny the Dobermans, you know, they're only a year old or a year and a half, and like they just like run, and so Helen Keller will get out there and try to like chase it up. Keep calling her Helen. Well, <laughs> and that was that wasn't her original name. Her original name Helen. was Ginger, and then we I know. she was she was she was deaf as a puppy. We didn't realize that, you know, and so we would come home and the dog. Would you know we'd, we'd come in and the other dog would be like all happy and, and she'd be like what's going on no she'd be asleep she'd <laughs> oh. be asleep and we're like this dog is the soundest sleeper i've ever seen and then i was trying to train her and she just she wouldn't get it i'd be like sit and she just sit or she wouldn't sit and then we figured out that she was deaf and so, okay. so we, did you have to like use hand motion so she knows hand signals yeah in fact all of our dogs know hand signals because once you have one deaf dog then every dog yeah. Hand signals. My do- so, yeah, my dogs will sit if I go like, if I just yeah. go like that. No, the dogs all know hand signals, which I think yeah. is actually pretty cool. Um, you know, well, the hard thing about having a deaf dog, though, is like when it runs out into the yard and it's not looking at you, mm-hmm. that you have no way to control it because unless it can see you, then it's just. Yeah. Does doing... she look at y'all a lot? Yeah, she does. I would because like my dogs yeah. are all like always just like yeah. looking like right in my eyes. So. All right. Yeah. So it's like I would imagine a deaf dog would be like extra. Mm-hmm. more focused she's really you. sweet but it's funny though since she can't hear she barks kind of weird mm-hmm. you know um and and she'll she'll make like really weird noises uh it's just kind of funny it's it when my daughter was a little little girl she thought the dog was singing and and really the dog's just like you know grooming itself but it makes these strange because it can't hear right yeah and it's, it's like am i being loud i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so helen Keller. yeah anyway so Pets, they are good for your health. That's well established. Of course, pets do come with responsibilities, so make sure that you can take care of a pet if you're going to get one. And um, but yeah, they can actually make your life better. Yeah. So I agree. All right, let's move on to the last topic. So I I, I hear you didn't hear about Kathy Griffin because when I mentioned this, you were like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like tattoo. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Travis? Kathy no, Griffin. No, I have not heard about this. So Kathy Griffin was posting on social media this past week. So uh, everyone knows Kathy Griffin, right? She's a comedian, mm-hmm. sixty years old. Yep. Um, she, she was, was canceled a while ago. Oh, because of the Trump thing? Was it I the Trump know. deal? With I don't the know. Head? She got canceled. Yeah. It was like, I think she, because she posted something with like Trump's head. I don't know I what don't it was. Know. Or was it something different? I don't remember. I just remember she got canceled. I remember she got in trouble for something, uh, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, well, she's back in the news, and this time for, uh, I guess, maybe not good, but more interesting. So she got a lip tattoo. And it wasn't like a lip tattoo of. Oh my of, gosh, is that her? Yeah, that's her, right? So, so she actually posted like, that to her AI. social media. She was no, no, no. That's that's the real thing. Good. So she was posting this to her social media to document this experience of getting um, did it's she makeup like tattoos. It? Huh? Did she like it? She did eventually. Uh, so she posted that, and and immediately I'm like, if she posted a video or a picture of her right after she got a lip tattoo, it's going to be heinous. Because I know that for a fact, because I do lip injections, you know, for, for cosmetics. And when you inject the lips or you mess with the lips, they swell and they swell badly and they get discolored. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I can only imagine what she looks like. And of course the picture was pretty much what I thought it was going to look like. Um, And of course she did do follow-ups. And so so throw up the first picture. That's her. I guess that's the day, the day after. And it's not supposed to be that color. Like she was going for a pale kind of a pink red color so like they're overly red they almost look like those remember those wax lips that you could uh, did they have those yeah. when you guys were a kid i'd yeah. say they almost look like those wax lips like they just look like they're just so yeah i was trying to figure out like what she looks like and that it's reminding me of but yeah i think it just looks like somebody with the 
Those fake, like those fake lips. No, you know what it reminds me of this potato head. Oh, potato head, right. Yeah, yeah, actually. So anyway, they got better, which obviously they do. So let's show the follow-up picture, Joe. Yeah, there we go. So she looks a little okay. more normal there. And that's a nice color. It's nice and pink. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I thought that was kind of cool of her to actually share, you know, her experience. And Like this is reality. Yeah, this is reality. And, it, you know, and I know that for a fact because I, I have done lip filler. And, and sometimes people will swell. Have you ever done lip filler? Yeah. I've like, never done like anything except for... Oh, just your yeah. your surgery? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so lip filler uh, is obviously very popular, but when you inject the lips, they swell up, and they yeah. can swell up quite a bit. And so uh, it is good for people to see that that is something that is not unexpected after tattooing as it would, would be after, after... What do they put in your lips to make them, like, big forever? So they used to do these little silicone uh, strips, mm -hmm. uh, which is a bad idea. You don't want to do those. Um, they, the problem with those uh, silicone um, prosthetics was that they could move and turn, and, and that was a real big reason why people would have them taken out. Is they would flip, and then the shape of the lip would get all wonky. Mm -hmm. Not to mention there was a risk of them getting infected. And I've taken uh, a few of those out for patients. I never, by the time I got into plastic surgery, it kind of gotten figured out that, hey, we probably shouldn't be putting silicone implants in people's lips. Um, <laughs> so I've only taken them out. I've never actually put one in. Uh, for so other areas, it's not bad. Like, so when people want like, you know, chin augmentation or cheek, they, they, if they don't want to do injections, you can do these little silicone uh, prosthetics. And they work a little bit better for things like that than they do the lip. So, uh, like a, so when people say they're getting lip filler, it's yeah. not, they have to maintain it. Correct. But then okay. the thing is, is that it lasts over a year. So uh, it's not okay. like you have so to. So like Kylie Jenner's lips, yep. like she has to maintain that. Yeah, about a year to year and a half, okay. depending on which product they use. Yeah. Nice. I was just like, I thought, I, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I like the lip filler. I, I don't like when people go crazy with the lip filler because it, to me, if, if your lips, if someone that just sees you and says you have fake lips, then it's not good work. You know, like you have nice lips. And so, you know, yours would be an example of, of like a good result for lip filler. Like someone would look at you and be like, you have very nice full lips. If you had had lip filler done, I'd say your, your work's great, but yeah. it's your natural lips, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people that, you know, don't have thin, that do have thin lips yeah. and they would get a result like yours. And I'd be like, okay, that's a great result because okay. you can't really tell. And, and, and my wife did it once. And then, and at first she was mortified because they swelled up and, and then I was like, just, you know, give it time. And so like literally within a week they'd gone down and I, when she went to work, I was like, oh my gosh, your lips look so good. And, and it didn't look fake. And, and so I, I do think that it can look really good. I've never gotten compliments on my lips. Really? You have nice lips. Oh, thank you. You yeah, look good. You look good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, and, and this isn't a segment about lip filler. I mean, we can, we can do one about lip filler sometime. But this is about uh, tattoo, makeup tattoos. Yeah. Which we never actually talked about this, which I am kind I've of... I've heard of, like, people getting, like, their lip liner tattoos. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's one of the lip tattoos. You can do the liner. Uh, you can do the color. Mm -hmm. and, and the same thing with the filler. When we do filler, we can do plump you know, plump up the lip or we can do the line of it. In fact, most of the time you do both. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's some several options out there. There was a girl on TikTok who did that I think a while back. Her name was Kaylin Does Stuff. Dang, Charlotte, yeah. pull out those names, buddy. Oh, tell me about it. Come on. Let me, Kay, her, tell me. The name is called Kaylee Who Does Stuff? No, Kaylin Does oh. Stuff. That was her oh. like Instagram page. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, her uh, TikTok. But she went to like Columbia and she had got oh. like, her lips colored. And then, and then the, it looked why bad. would she do it that in Columbia? Exactly. I have no clue. I have no clue. 
but she yeah she went overseas got her lips colored and they swole up like okay like kathy griffins but they went back down they did they went back down and they normalized eventually okay good but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of people doing that before but only i guess one other person so i'm going to talk a little bit about these uh, permanent makeup so it's a 1.2 billion with a b industry uh, in the United States, that's from 2020. Mm. It's estimated to be 4 billion by 2028 because it is getting more popular yeah. now. It wasn't super popular, you know, 20 years ago. It has gotten more popular lately. So they've seen a 40% increase in the past two decades. Uh, the most common people to do it are people age 40 to 54, which I thought that was interesting. Why is it that group of people? I mean, maybe as people get older, they get just tired of putting on makeup, you know? They're like, I don't want to put on makeup every day, so I'm just go ahead and get my makeup permanently. Well, a lot of people, it's like now, um they get these things done to make it to where they don't have to wear makeup so yeah, like exactly. a lot of girls get um you know the fake eyelashes done they mm -hmm. go get their eyelashes done and it's like it almost looks like they're always wearing makeup right because they have oh, their eyes yeah. look more mm -hmm. like this is exactly they yeah. look like they're wearing make mascara sure. and stuff like that yeah. so it's like just roll out of bed and you look they, good to go yeah literally <laughs> i'm like oh i wish i didn't have to you know, put on the, See? Like, all of this See? There you stuff. go. Like you. But I don't think I could deal with the... Oh, you're talking about just specifically the eyelashes? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I could deal with that. So Too there much. are various things that people do. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, microblading, you know, eyebrows. Yes. Um, that's that's really popular, which uh, not a lot of people know that there's... I, and I, I might have to look up microblading because you always hear about that. And then... Yeah, I didn't realize that it that was... there's some tattooing involved. tattoo. Yeah, there's some tattooing involved. I thought it was something to do with like shaping them or something. I, I think it is, but I think there's some tattoo involved with that. Yeah. Um, know, cost yeah. is 300 800 for microblading, which yeah. I didn't know that either. That's a lot. Uh, lip tattoos like Kathy Griffin gets, you can get the line, you can get you know get the color. Uh, cost 400 to $1,000. Do you, would you go to a tattoo artist or a cosmetologist or like a I think that people who do that are specifically trained for that. Okay, so I've, they're not like tattoo artists. They might be, but I yeah. think that they go on and do specialized training for that, I believe. Yeah, I don't um, know. But, it, but probably it's all over the board. There probably yeah. are people in tattoo parlors that do it. Like and then there's liner. also probably people, well, you know, it's like the nipple tattooing that you see sometimes for reconstruction. That was listed here when I was looking this up. I would consider that different. That's not really makeup, you know, it's something separate. Uh, but there are people who just do that and they don't do, you know, like mom or the sailor or pinups or whatever. They just do, they just do that type yeah. of tattooing. And I think that that's the same thing with the makeup tattoos that yeah. it's people who specifically do that and not, not other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, eyeliners also very popular, yeah. uh, 200, 600 bucks for that. And then beauty marks, people are getting tattooed beauty marks, you know, like the like Cindy Crawford. Crawford mole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people are getting that and you can get those for 50 to hundred. Fifty to hundred fifty dollars. I wonder if they have makeup for blush. I would assume they do. I didn't like, see that one when I was looking. Always look rosy. Yeah, yeah, always rosy. Yeah. With Sarah, everything's rosy. Oh, everything's yeah. rosy. I'm yeah. trying to remember the name of your channel. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made a video in a while, but I thought I saw. It. I have. I made one like a month ago. I have one. Like I need to edit it. Sarah, come on, man. It's gonna. <laughs> it would be. It's gonna be a funny one because it's like, right. me and a bunch of my friends. I think uh, I have you set to alert karaoke. name whenever you. What? I think I have you on alert where if you post one, I... Oh, yeah. The problem is I have so many YouTube channels that I can't figure out which one I did that yeah, one. Make I sure always, I do it all. on my YouTube, I always see whenever we have a new... Uh, oh, you're like, hey, I'm on thing. TV again. Yeah, Avery does too. Aw. Uh, there are some risks associated with tattooing. Uh, there's about a 10% dissatisfaction rate. That's a little high. I mean, I would be worried if... Is that... What's plastic surgery? It's going to be less than that. For okay. most things, yeah, okay. for most things, uh, especially stuff that I do. Uh, 
Yeah, way less than that. And that is surgeon dependent. You know, for me, I, I mean, I do the same things over and over. Uh, I mean, my dissatisfaction rate, uh, I mean, it has to be very low because I don't, you don't see people come back and be unhappy. Like, they might, somebody might come back and say, I want to touch this up, but they're not really unhappy. I don't, I so just, to say. I just don't think I would be happy getting like a tattooed eyeliner or like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, as a girl, sometimes you just don't. Like sometimes, like right, you want to go nude. Taking off, yeah. Taking your makeup off, like just makes I get you that. Feel like right. If you tattoo I'm it, good. it's always on. Yeah, like you know? it's almost like you're just like constantly wearing a mask or something. So ten percent of people do require a correction, which means they have it done and then something has to be touched up. That's pretty high. If if surgeon had a ten percent correction rate, that would be that'd be really high. Yeah, that'd be super high. Uh, and then three to five percent. Uh, have an allergic reaction or complication. That's also pretty high. Uh, so I, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure what complications might be. I mean, I wouldn't consider Kathy Griffin a complication. That's just, no, it's just the way it what goes. happens when you tattoo yeah. your lips, they, they swell up. But so yeah, there's, you definitely want to do your research on this because there, there, is a, there is a notable percentage of people who either unhappy, have to have another procedure or have complications. So just like everything, like surgery, do your research, make sure the person you're going to is good, ask questions. So I don't know personally any makeup tattoo artists. That is something I that, don't know anybody that's gotten Yeah. Well I, I've met people that have had it. I've done. gotten people that yeah. I know people that have like their eyebrows. The microblading? Yeah, but I didn't know that's what it was called. I thought microblading yeah. was something else. But I, accordingly not. I, I, I don't mean, know either. I don't I'd have know. never done I've never looked it up because I've never been. Well, I'm interested gonna have to do some work. I it. I will update you next week. Yeah. Because now I feel dumb and like it said that, that the microblading involves tattooing. It sounds like blading yeah. sounds a little serious. Travis, you know anything about microblading? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually trying to like Google it real quick to see, but it doesn't tell me doesn't exactly tell what it is. It just tells me. I mean, you, like, all the articles said that microblading involves right. tattooing, so I, I have to assume it does. I didn't know that until I just was reading about this. Yeah. I, I thought it was some sort of special tool or something. I think you're right. Uh, so it does say uh, microblading services entail drawing each individual hair on the eyebrows. Okay, so it is tattooing. So it's something like the painless natural brows done. Okay. So I am going to go get my eye uh, brows Are you? Yeah. microbladed, and I will have Dude, a... you should get some big, bushy <laughs> caterpillars, man. You look good with that. You know, because you got the short hair, so like yeah. if you had a really big eyebrow, it would kind of be like offsetting, you know? It's in oh, style to have big, bushy eyebrows. Is it? Is it? I have to trim these things, man. These things will yeah, get out like of control whenever, like Albert whenever Einstein, Whenever my sisters were <laughs> huh? in high school, it was really in style to have those, like, micro Oh, yeah, in. the 90s? Like, oh almost my God. like girls would, like, shave their eyebrows Dude, off and, and then draw with a pencil. Uh, the 90s were all about those, like, skinny eyebrows. Yeah, and I my sisters were always messing with their eyebrows. I mean, eyebrows. both of y'all have pretty thick eyebrows, though, like, yeah. and they look really good. So y'all have a good set of eyebrows. Yeah, Dude, Trump, I've, never, I've you, man, never messed with mine some big before. Ones. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to imagine you. I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take your picture oh. and I'm gonna like Photoshop some like oh, just like thick eyebrows on I you. Only I'm gonna bring you out next time. What's that character from? Um... No, I guess he just has a big mustache from like Family Guy. The name, one of the neighbors. Oh. He has that big. I don't watch mustache. Family. My daughter could tell you. And he made. He got his own show. Oh, oh, the the American Dad guy. No. No. Not Is him. it Cleveland? Yes. No, I would, that would be terrible. And his, and his eyebrows are really thick. And he, he has does that have big thick mustache. eyebrows. 
I'm going to see if I can put some big old eyebrows on Troll this. That would be yeah. terrible. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> excited to see it. He was Peter Griffin's, now. like, one of his best friends, mm -hmm. and then he got his own show. Yeah, I'm well, excited to see it. All right, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm, I'm not super at Photoshop. Anything, this may end up looking terrible, Troll. I'm just, please, please don't, you know, don't. Don't judge me on the work I might present to you next week. We shall see. I, I will see. Okay. All right, everybody. I think that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for watching. Please leave us a comment. We want to hear what you want us to talk about. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week on Nip Talk. Bye.